The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That is right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here. I am Carl Carafel alongside the curator of Topics, Mighty Joe, and welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. Absolutely, man. Another week has come and gone, and uh, we're here to talk some more professional wrestling. But before we get to that, uh, hello to Matthew in our chat. Um, how's it been with this past week, man? This past week has been a week, I'll put it that way. Uh, I did the day shifts, which are 12-hour day shifts. So, I mean, sometimes they can be a little bit tiring, a little bit draining, but I was able to get through them all and made my way here to a day off and being able to do turnbuckle talk. Well, interesting that you mentioned day shifts because to peel the curtain back a little bit for myself, I'm actually going to be... Moving to Dave Shifts myself, um, ending with my previous employer moving over to Dave Shifts during this following week. And what's going to be interesting, Carl, is this is going to be a busy week for Mighty Joe because not only doing Turnbuckle Talk and Turnbuckle <laughs> Rewind with, with, with you, I've got a whole week of love wrestling. Thank God, Carl, I love wrestling to do love wrestling. Um, so right. some, some pretty cool stuff there. It's going to be every single day of the week. And, uh, I just hope that it's all good content for the, the, the long, for the first time. And I, I can't remember when it's interesting that you're wearing the shirt. I'm going to be actually watching and reviewing Monday night raw, uh, tonight, uh, as well. So interesting. And I, I just hope that it's good. Um, I knew you were, and that's the reason why I wore the shirt, because I'm like, Raw is war, damn it. Yeah, man. And Mighty Joe is going to be watching Raw? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It'll either be good or it'll be a spectacular failure, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I do yeah, miss that, uh, that Raw is War logo. That uh, brings back right? some fond memories of when Raw was uh, the thing to watch at that time. Um, and. I miss those days. but having, Maybe this is a good sign then, wearing this shirt. Maybe that means that something good will actually happen tonight. A miracle. Let's hope a miracle happens. But uh, having said that, let us go to modern day here. Um, 
an interesting thing here, Carl. Now, th- this has essentially been debunked. You know, it was obviously fake social media accounts and whatnot, but uh, there were, there was quite the big rumor out there. There was even a graphic done up by whoever did it, did actually a pretty mm-hmm. good job on it, um, that Cena was going to be returning in a couple weeks to either Raw or SmackDown or what have you. Um, yep. Like I said, debunked, you know, pretty much for a fact that it's not happening. But I thought we'd kind of explore it anyways, Carl, because I mean, it's a topic that we've explored before, but... It seems pretty topical now. I mean, even uh, Kieran Cross has kind of called him out saying that he's a match that somebody, he's somebody he'd want to have a match with at some point. Um, sure. What do you think, Carl? Is the w, would the WWE see kind of a, a resurgence not only in viewership, but just a kind of general interest with this man back in the company? Because for, for myself, yes. I mean, because he's always generated uh, a buzz whenever he comes around. Just like the title of this episode here says today, does the universe need John Cena? Now, need? I don't think they need John Cena. Could they benefit from John Cena? You're damn right they could. Yeah. John Cena is still that name. As much as people hate to say it, John Cena is still that name like Hulk Hogan, where if Hulk Hogan were to go and do absolutely anything, yeah. people know. And if Hulk Hogan makes a return to the WWE or any professional wrestling company for that matter, the word is out there. People know, and it is a high profile situation. Same thing nowadays with John Cena, whether he's out doing a movie, which I know that he uh, was out in Vancouver uh, doing... um, uh, what is it? Fast uh, 12, 16, 16 24, 15, something, something like that. I think they're going into space this time. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Um, yeah, Fast Odyssey, Space Frontiers <laughs> 15, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, he was out there doing that, and I know that he does have more movies that are going to be coming up. So because of those, we kind of know that John Cena really isn't going to be able to come back and do anything full-time with the WWE at all. All at this point in time. But could it boost the ratings if he were to come back for a few shows? You're damn right he could. Damn right. If nothing else, just for the cross promotion. You know, not only does it benefit the WWE having, you know, still one of their marquee names back, you know, it, it benefits the movie as well. We would see viewership not so much in the theaters these days, but with streaming mm-hmm. services. Uh, and what have you, iTunes and that kind of stuff. I mean, most new movies that comes out in theaters, you can watch them for, I think it's like $25 Canadian on yep. um, through Apple TV or iTunes. And uh, But yeah, I mean, just it, it's interesting though because it's, in what capacity do you use him in? Um, you know, I think, you know, if nothing else, just to get that, that big pop at the beginning and to, to kind of just go out there and just do John Cena things. I don't think you necessarily need to use him in matches, but if you do, uh, I will caution them to do it sparingly. Like I, th- I think, you know, there's a handful of people that I'd like to see, you know, with, with Karrion Cross. I think that's, that's definitely an interesting one. Um, yep. and uh, there's a few others. I mean, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but, uh, it's an interesting move. And I, like I said, I think it, it benefits both sides. Very, uh, to use very John so. to use John Cena in an actual wrestling capacity. No, I don't want to see that. No. I really don't. Okay, 
So, I mean, John Cena, yes, I mean, he, he can work inside that ring. We all know that. No matter, uh, you know, his later days, we know the five moves of doom and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. We freaking get it, okay? <laughs> um, but we've seen him in the ring with, like, the likes of The Undertaker, where he has actually put on a good matchup. So we know that he definitely can. But do I want to see that? No. What I would love to see is John Cena to come out at the beginning of the show and interrupt somebody, okay? That's what I want to see. I want to see him interrupt somebody who's out there who is possibly vying for a championship match, okay? So he's going to come out there and go, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I support you. I'm going to put my name and my stamp on you. Right. And then you have it come full circle to the end of the show where now this person is, you know, wrestling in a uh, number one contenders match or something like that. And then John Cena makes his way out there and necessarily doesn't assist with the win, but helps in some sort of way to allow this person that he's put his stamp of approval on to win that matchup yeah so uh, you answer this question here a, f- a few things here because there, there are some great points here um f- for me i think um well, to address uh chris's uh, question of which version of john cena you use you use john cena you just use john cena uh, again we don't need to and i've been guilty of this myself and we have it on this podcast of having the discussion you know do you turn cena heel or not he's somebody that you generally do not need to worry about that because based off of where you go the reaction is always going to be mixed. So he's a guy that can, it's not, it's not even fair to call him a tweener, just he gets a reaction that's different from most other people. He's a very yeah. polarizing individual. And then um, Chris also mentioning uh, Braun or Drew. Um, I would have to say no to both of those because I think uh, both of them, it's they don't need the Cena rub at this point. They, they've gotten over uh, just fine on their own. And I think uh, um, Cena, I don't think, puts them over the top. I think that they're already where they, they kind of need to be. Uh, just uh, my opinion. I, I think if you bring Cena in, Carl, you use him to almost kind of be like a like a disruptor. Like you could literally have him just like cause shit between two guys, and and, and he could be the kind of guy to like kind of lure two guys to have a match together. You'd be like, hey, you know, did you know that so and so said this about you? And you have him be kind of John Cena asking that way, and just be that shit disturber to yep. uh, to do something like that. I think that that would work. Yeah, I I think so too. Right. I, it definitely could work. Yeah. Uh, I've always enjoyed Cena, especially when he would clown The Miz and Roman. Ryan, yeah. That's what I'm hinting at, right? You have him be that that, that kind of disturber, right? Oh, shit, yeah. Chris Singer, do you bring him in and have uh, The Fiend again? (sighs) Maybe. maybe, I I, I would enjoy that, to be honest with you. I would. Yeah. Yep, Yep. definitely. That could be something, too. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, Time will tell. Um I'm not sure when this movie is set to come out, but I think if they're going to do it, I think they would have to pull the trigger necessarily uh, pretty soon on it before Fast Fast and Furious in Space or whatever it's called uh, premieres. And like I said, it's mutually beneficial to both sides. So I think it would be foolish for both parties to not do this. It's you're, you're literally leaving money on the table at this point. Right, exactly. So I'd say do it. I am Which- all for it. Which, unfortunately, we know that the WWE has done before. <laughs> we'll take the Grammy Awards, for instance, right? For With sure. Bad Bunny. 
<laughs> it, they should have had Bad Bunny go out there with the 24-7, uh, you know, 365, I-95 uh, championship that, uh, you know, yep. like he should have gone out there. Yep. He was holding it at that time. He should have gone out there with it. And that would have been amazing yep. cross-promotion. Yep. Not the biggest fan of his, but that definitely would have been uh, definitely a smart move. It would have been for epic. Sure. Yeah. And our friend uh, Bubba Duke uh, Don Lewis here saying, John's not coming back anytime soon. I hope you are incorrect, sir. I hope that he comes back. At least have him do a month-long run of just uh, being the, distur- dis- the the disruptor, John Cena, and I would be very much happy with that. Um, sure. Ryan saying, Cena versus Diesel at WrestleMania. <laughs> wow. Um, I think many quads would be torn there, sir. Um, no, Vin. Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, is it Vin not Diesel? Not Diesel. Oh. Vin Diesel. I, I didn't see Vin. I didn't see the Vin part. I was going to say, Cena versus Diesel? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cena versus Vin Diesel. You know what? Maybe. I could actually Maybe. see that. <laughs> that might be interesting. I really could. Yep. Um, and I think I, I, I honestly, I think I would be okay with that. Yeah. Yep. I would be. Yep. It would. Uh, you, you would have to tread carefully because uh, see it because it's been a while. Like I'm always kind of seeing seen as a celebrity and forgetting. Hey, remember this dude was a wrestler. Um, right. So. If you are going to do it, I'd like to see the similar approach to what you did with uh, Stephen Amell and uh, Christopher Daniels. If you could do something similar to that, um, then I say yes. Um, otherwise, I say tread carefully because whenever you have wrestling matches with celebrities, it can be really hit and miss. You know, recently yeah. they've been more good than bad, but we'll see. Time will tell. It's way too early to uh, to kind of do stuff uh, to predict about this, but uh, we can always speculate. Good, good. <laughs> We've got uh, Don coming in here saying he'd pay to see that, to see, that. Yeah. To see uh, John like Cena would. versus Vin Diesel. No. And then uh, Chris, Chris Cortez, um, and I'm pretty sure he's right. There were plans for The Rock and Vin Diesel so, yeah. uh, at one point to, uh, to to get in the ring together and, and, and have a match. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's very possible that we could see at some point uh, Vin Diesel inside of that ring. And if against John Cena... I'm okay with it. Yep. Interesting. Yep. And then you can always use the rock too and uh, stuff if you want to get oh, yeah. crazy, right? So, oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, let us venture briefly away from WWE. And Carl, just when you, when we've all thought we've heard the last about COVID-19, you know, something inevitably kind of continues to come up here in Canada. You know, the, the cases and the deaths are kind of ramping up, especially in Alberta and BC and those kind of places. But over in New Japan, unfortunately, and I definitely mean unfortunately here, uh, we've essentially had nine wrestlers uh, test positive for COVID-19, which really, really sucks, uh, for lack of a better term here, Carl, because I think more than any other promotion in the world, New Japan Pro Wrestling really relies on the gate for these shows. And what I mean by that is ticket sales for people actually coming in person to watch because they've been doing it. They've had fan back, fans back for a while now. And this sucks because that is, there's been some shows that are canceled at this point, which is a real bummer. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, they're obviously not in trouble as a promotion, but this still sucks because uh, there are some really good shows upcoming that are essentially nixed now. They're 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 canceled, and as somebody who I don't watch a ton of New Japan, just uh, given what's been going on lately, but uh, I do watch enough, and it's disappointing to kind of see this happening because they were just starting to to pick up steam again. So it's a uh, again, it sucks. <laughs> 
It definitely does. I have very polarizing views on this whole situation. And yeah, I'll put it out there right now. For the, I'll even go conservatively, the 98% survival rate of catching this COVID flu, we're making a pretty big deal out of it. Um, and because we've been making a big deal out of a 98%, it's actually more, but a 98% survival rate, we're now losing out on professional wrestling, yeah. which freaking sucks. Yeah. It's, and I have to get props to New Japan because they've been doing it right. You know, they've been doing a lot of testing and, and spacing apart people the way they should be. And it's like, it's still doesn't uh, work. It's uh, it's unfortunate. And I, I just hope that yeah, it's one of these things, man, where it's just like, it's, I, I feel like I'm just kind of, we're just kind of reporting what's happening. And it's, it, it's so frustrating to have something like this just kind of be completely out of our hands. I mean, we can voice opinions and concerns and be conspiratorial or not. And it, it really doesn't affect it at the end of the day. It's uh, and it, it's all it's resulting in is we're seeing less of one of the best wrestling promotions in the world right now, which again, sucks. It really, really yeah. sucks. It um, does. And, and and I just want to put out there, I'm not being conspiratorial uh, at all. I can't I can't spoke today. Um, I mean, those are actual <laughs> numbers. Yeah. They, they keep saying, yeah. believe the science, trust the science. Those are the numbers that the science is giving. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Does it suck? Yeah, you're damn right it sucks it because does. some amazing freaking professional wrestling, we're not going to be able to watch it right now. Yeah. And that, so we're stuck with with um world's worst entertainment so yeah well we'll see time will tell and hopefully they can bounce back and get back to business as usual but uh what we can do is uh sit and watch unfortunately but uh we yeah. shall see or not watch because we can't <laughs> for sure um ryan making a point here <laughs> AEW, please bring down osprey and uh the americans in new japan uh, to, re- to wrestle unfortunately they're probably stuck in Japan at this point. Otherwise, I would uh, definitely agree with you. Um, they're probably stuck there and just probably still getting paid, but not getting a chance to do what they do is love wrestling, and they just don't get to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. So we'll see, man. Let, um, let's let's move on from this, and let, let's talk some contracts, Carl, because there's a, a couple significant – well, one's their, their contract's up in the air, and one we don't necessarily know where she – uh, will land at some point. But uh, let's start with Moose first here, Carl, because his contract with Impact Wrestling is very soon going to, <laughs> Matt's saying world's worst entertainment. Uh, his contract is going to be up really soon. And so I yep. figured we'd kind of bounce back and forth and maybe even get the opinion of some people in the chat here of where we would like to see Moose go next. I'll go first on this one here, Carl. And if I have to pick, obviously my first pick would be to go see him make a run through the G1 over New Japan. I mean, there's so many good matchups with like Shingo and uh, Suzuki and these guys. I mean, uh, Tanahashi. I mean, Moose would be amazing against all of those guys. But given what we were just talking about, uh, that could possibly be up in the air. So having said that, uh, my next choice would be Ring of Honor. Um, Because, I mean, there's stuff you could do with so many people there. It would be absolutely fantastic, specifically like a Shane Taylor, whether you want to match him up with him or have matches against him. Uh, Those two guys would absolutely bring the building down around them (laughs) in a match, uh, whether they're working together or wrestling against each other. Uh, That that would be my pick of where I'd like to see Moose go, either uh, Ring of Honor or a 
New, New Japan being kind of up in the air right now, I would then say maybe Major League Wrestling, MLW. So my question is, when Moose's contract ends, has he said that that's it? He's done with Impact? We don't know yet. Okay, so uh, my choice then. For him to stay? I want him to resign. No. Resign and stay with Impact. Always He's doing an great stuff there right now. It's always an option. He is doing amazing stuff there right now. It's because of Moose that we got back the TNA World Heavyweight Championship belt, had this amazing collaboration and feud going on, which amalgamated the Impact and the TNA Championship into the uh, Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. Fair point. Like, yep. yeah, and that was all Moose. Yep. So let's, let's, ha- let's have Moose continue because he needs retribution. Yep. And um, back briefly, uh, I can't remember if it was on the Sunday brunch with Love Wrestling or where it was I brought it up because we were speculating about Daniel Bryan as well and where he could go end up. And I'm like, what could also be the potential too is that Daniel maybe not re sign with uh, uh, World's Worst Entertainment. You know, it may possibly just be like on a handshake agreement to just kind of do. Uh, what he wants and, and and just wrestle the occasional match or something. That is always a possibility. You know, the, always the speculation, of course, at the top of the list right now is AEW. AEW, if anybody's going to be released from anywhere, it's all they're going to go to AEW. It's like at nauseum now. It's not to the point yet where I'm getting tired of hearing it, but it's frustrating that everybody always picks AEW. Dude, that roster, like I wish I could go through and find everybody that's there. It's a really bloated roster at this point, and they just need it to is. focus on using who they have right now and then go from there. But, uh, but yeah, for, for so me. So Don, yeah. Don weighed in. Yes. And now Ryan's weighing in. Awesome in MLW. I agree. See? Yeah. And I, I, he's, he's got a very good point there. Start a stable with King Mo and Leo Rush. That's a good that one. would be epic too. It yep. definitely would be. Yep, very much so. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Time will tell with that. And uh, again, another guy that I guess maybe outside of Raw or SmackDown, he could shine wherever he goes. Oh yeah. Oh wherever yes. Go, wherever he goes. Uh, next up, the she that we're talking about is Tessa Blanchard here, Carl. Uh, her status still seems to be kind of up in the air. It's been a while since she kind of left the, the ranks and impact there. Um, of course, I mean, at the top of everybody's list, again, AEW or WWE. Uh, do you see either of those as a possibility, or do you put her somewhere entirely different? I think she's already somewhere entirely different. Mexico, is it not? No? Where do you... Wh- no. Where? I'm pretty sure she's working with women of wrestling. She's working with Wow. Interesting. A good choice. And I don't think that it's really an on-screen type of situation right now, Mm. but um, I'm I'm pretty sure that she's working in the back right now with uh, with Wow. Yeah. That's only from little bit of research that I've done. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's where she's kind of ducked into and is hiding <laughs> out right now is uh, at wow it's interesting with her because I mean she obviously she has the name she has the pedigree she has that but one thing that Tessa Blanchard also comes with here Carl is a lot of baggage and a lot of heat uh, yep. a lot of the girls not just in the WWE and I'm in other place in impact but across the board she has a lot of heat and she's rubbed a lot of the other girls the wrong way mm-hmm. which makes it very difficult for her to land anywhere um, like if, if I had to pick off the top of my head, I would say like, you know, the women of wrestling is, is a definitely a good place, especially if, even if she wants to, uh, wrestle on screen. 
Uh, other than that, you know, I'd say you know Ring of Honor or NWA. I, th- I think you know th- there you can she can still kind of do her thing, but be kind of below the radar a little bit. Um, Ryan here saying that um, her feud with uh, that uh, her feud with Santana Garrett Wow was was awesome, and and there was legitimate heat there as well between the two. Um, yeah, which again kind of rules out the uh, NXT option there. <laughs> so yes. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's a tough thing to pick with her because she's somebody like that that I want to like, and I know she's got a lot of talent, but it just there's been some unfortunate kind of stuff that just it's really hampered her from kind of rising to real prominence. And it's a shame because I think she could have, but it just due to all kinds of things, it just hasn't panned out for her, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, and and, and even I, I think the one thing too, I think putting the the impact. Uh, world championship. I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way too. Um, so you have all that, need that to boot on top of the heat and all that kind of stuff. It's unfortunate oh, because yeah. it, she's a Blanchard. I mean, her, her, her dad right. was one of the best and she was even trained by uh, Magnum TA and top notch training. And it was absolutely fantastic, oh, yeah. but just, it, it, it's a weird situation with her and it's a, uh, it's a shame because she could have really, uh, WWE is tough too, um, especially given new releases now. And uh, I mean, that's a whole other thing we can talk about as well. Like, did, did we, did we, on Turnbuckle Talk, did we even talk about the, um, the thing with no, Eva Marie? Because, no, because it <laughs> happened that night. Yeah, it happened like right after. Like in typical, in typical Turnbuckle Talk fashion, there's always stuff that happens right after we do the show. It's actually been a while, but that's something that happened right after. And we, we might as well mention yeah. it briefly, man. Um, just of your 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 thoughts on it. What do you think? Like after getting rid, of, like especially Chelsea Green and Mickey James, you hire Eva Marie back. This is something that's been in the works for a while. Yeah. And after WrestleMania, there's always releases, yeah. and there's always new or returning faces that come in. Mm-hmm. It's the life cycle. It just happens. Yeah. It's the way it is. Yeah. You don't like it? Don't watch. That's all. Yep. You unhappy about it? Don't watch. That's all. Nothing you can do about it. It's still going forward. You could have, you know, 14 million people all message the WWE and go, you need to bring back Mickey James and get rid of Eva Marie. The WWE is going to go, we know what you want. This is such good shit. We're going to keep Eva Marie. They're they're not going to care. So... Show them that you don't care by not watching the product. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's how you're going to have your biggest impact. Step away from the keyboard (laughs) and just don't watch that product. That's it. Yep. Um, For me, uh, like my my opinion on the whole thing is, you know, I'll give her a chance because we don't know if she spent that time actually trained to get better in the ring, because for, for, for me, that was always the issue with her. I mean, obviously she's, you know, she's got the look, she's got that down pat. I mean, obviously, you know, speaking from a male heterosexual wrestling fan standpoint, she's very easy on the eyes. You, you, you can't deny that aspect of it. And I give her credit for that. The, the, the issue has always been the in-ring work and, that's why I think some of us are kind of bitter. You you got rid of like two of the two of the better in ring workers in Mickey James and Chelsea Green, to then go with somebody who is inferior in that respect. And I think that's where the and the, the timing of it too is, is something that's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. 
Um, you know, having said that, you know, we'll see how it kind of goes. I mean, some people are saying, oh, it's good because she's got heat. And it seems like she's getting that reaction. But I think it's being misperceived as like wrestling heat as opposed to go away. We don't want you heat. Like genuine, like you, you genuinely suck and we don't want to wash you type of heat. Right. That, that's where I think it's more kind of generating. But again, time will tell. I'm hoping that she's actually put in the work and, and actually gotten better in the ring because that that's great. If, if she comes back and she's good, then, then I'm all for it. But if she comes in and you can tell that she's just, uh, you know, just out there going through the motions, then I'm not going to be a fan. And then just don't watch. <laughs> there you go. Right? <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Well, I guess, what are we at? We're at about 27 minutes. So you know what? Let us take a bit of a brief break here and hear from our friends over at Collar and ElbowBrand.com, and then we will come back with breaking news, match of the week, and we'll follow up with our Showstopper segment. So here we go. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, Mighty Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Termuckle Talk. And as you just heard from our friend Al Snow, if you use promo code JK Podcast over at the checkout over at collarandelbowbrand.com, you'll get 10% off your entire order, including if you want to get a, the exact same hat that Carl has there, as well as uh, just a ton of great merchandise still over there. Yes. Now, we do have some fan interaction going on here, and I want to get to this yes. real quick before we continue to move on. I am super excited to actually talk about this, and I'm glad that somebody here has brought it up. So, nice. my friend Chris Cortez, have either of you watched mm. the A&E biographies and any thoughts on them? I'm just going to run through these super quick mm -hmm. here. Okay, so Dawn chiming in in the chat going, watch them. Trust me, you'll like it. Yes, they are great. Chris saying that he is really impressed with them so the so far, and the Randy or, or Randy uh, Macho Man Savage one was good. Um, he hasn't watched the Booker T one yet. Chris, I have not watched the Booker T one yet either. I have watched the other ones. Um, I'm very excited though for next week's, uh, which they have released on. 
Oh, the treasure hunts. Yeah. Uh, WWE's okay. most wanted treasures. They have released on there that Shawn Michaels will be the next biography nice. next Sunday on A&E. Watching both of those shows, uh, the WWE's Most Wanted uh, Treasures, as well as the biographies, I have been super happy with all of it, only because it's putting a limelight back onto professional wrestling on another platform, right. A&E. Arts and Entertainment, A&E, the channel, is running these. And A&E has been famous for their biographies that they do. They, I mean, probably one of the greatest, and I know that Mighty Joe will agree, is the one that was done on Andre the Giant. Absolutely love that documentary that was done. And I know that Mighty Joe, there it is, has (laughs) it. Um, Like... Is super fantastic. I'm a documentary person. I love sitting down and watching documentaries. And to see these ones being centered around professional wrestlers that I love, that I've grown up with, that I have idolized through my 40 years of existence on this planet, almost 40, (laughs) not quite yet, in August. Getting there. I absolutely love it mighty joe i've talked um a lot about this uh, what are your thoughts on that quick topic and uh our friend don saying a uh, very cool and even so cool he spelled it with a k folks absolutely That's fantastic right. um for the a, a i almost said aew for the um a and e uh, biographies um they're in my queue to watch i actually haven't watched any of them yet uh, but they will uh i will be watching them soon and well maybe even uh, possibly next week or the following week maybe kind of uh review them uh, briefly on on the show because i definitely want to talk about them but i want to do it once i actually get to sick my teeth in and actually watch them and sit down and actually watch them. So uh, very soon, uh, Carl and I will be talking in depth about those. We may even spend a whole episode just talking about those because there's just so much good stuff there to cover. Um, and the majority of what I've heard about them so far has been very, very positive. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely has been. All, all of it has been positive from what I have seen so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just put this out there for you, Matt. Uh, hit me up on Messenger and uh, we can discuss a, uh, a good way for you to watch them. Um, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause you definitely need to. Yeah. All right, man, let us do some breaking news. So not a ton of breaking news, at least on my end of things here. I'm hoping Carl's got some stuff, but, uh, but the, the only kind of interesting thing that I saw during my weekly rummaging of, yeah, even the dirt sheets and the stuff, I kind of combed through those a little bit too. Uh, the one that, that, that kind of stood out to me was uh, we're still talking about this trash bag business of former WWE talents receiving trash bags. And uh, um, Renee Young kind of uh, talked a little bit about this too. And it was kind of interesting because uh, I guess apparently she got some of her belongings and even some stuff that didn't actually belong to her in a, in a, in a trash bag. And... Um, almost kind of seemingly coming to the defense of the company, just saying, well, you know, because this is something that, that kind of happens on a regular basis, that it, it is what it is type of a thing. And, and it's, I don't know if, if I necessarily agree with that philosophy. Cause like for, for me, like, like just the, 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 the symbolism of it, it's like here, you know, we just let you go. Now here's the rest of what you had here with us in a trash bag. And this is what we, we think of you 
here's your stuff in a trash bag. For me, just like the symbolism of it is just really, really negative. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm sure people, other people have different opinions on it. But for, for me, just, uh, I said it very openly that the optics and everything are just really, really bad. Um, you know, when you're letting somebody go, you know, just put it in a box and send it to them. Like why throw it in a specifically a black garbage bag with your name on a piece of tape on it? Like it's just, it, it's, it, it's for me, it's just a slap in the face. Water damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, if, if it's just sitting there in a box, but just use water a, damage, yeah. now all of your gear is shit yeah. because it's been water damaged. Yeah. You have it in a plastic bag, yeah. and you need a large plastic bag. You yeah. can't just go to your local A&P store and pick up a... I'm, holy crap, I just dated myself there. A&P. Wow. <laughs> you can't just go to your local 7-Eleven and get a, uh, uh, a carryout bag from 7-Eleven that's plastic and throw everybody's gear into that to protect it a little bit. A garbage bag is big enough to protect everything. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm defending it, because yes, the optics to it definitely show um, almost an, an air of disrespect. Uh, personally, yep. I, that's how I feel. But... To Renee Young's point as well, she's kind of saying, it is what it is. It yeah. happens. Yeah. It's been happening for the last 20 years. We're now making a, a, a stink about this. Okay, you said your piece. Yeah. Just, just let it go. Just leave it alone. Because yeah. it is what it is. Why do you need <laughs> to continue to be upset yeah. and pissed off over this? How much yeah. of an impact on your life has a garbage bag with your gear come in it had on your life has it really impacted you to the point where you are dead yeah where you <laughs> are in the ground six feet under because your stuff came to you in a garbage bag maybe they're trying to protect your stuff yeah. from water damage I, I, I don't know just a different way to look at it and see it because I guess it all kind of hinges on Carl is like, is this done with the intent to kind of be disrespectful? And you have to, you have to, you'd have to prove that right now. I mean, right. you can use other bags other than garbage bags. I mean, you can get big Ziploc bags or you can, you know, there are other bags to use other than garbage bags. But, you know, having said <laughs> that, have you? and also to, to play devil, just a little bit, just because something has been done for a long time, does this necessarily mean that it's okay? You know, it's been done for a long time and people have just accepted it. But if it is actually something that's bad, you know, why are we still defending it at this point, right? That's kind of my, it's like, say if you're working in a really crappy workplace and there's just something consistently bad that's been going on constantly, and people are just like, oh, it's okay because it's always just kind of happened. That doesn't necessarily make it right. That's where I'm coming from. True. I get that. I understand that. Um, question for you. Where on God's green earth are you finding a Ziploc bag the size of a garbage bag? Like, Costco doesn't even have that shit. Wrap it up in a tarp. Wrap it up in uh, in clear plastic. <laughs> Why does it have to be a black garbage bag? Because it's thing. large. Because yeah. it, it will hold. Other, <laughs> throw it in a burlap sack. Even that would be better. <laughs> you know, a burlap like, sack a is going to cost you a lot more than a or, box of garbage bags. Just a box. Just a box. And then it all gives, goes to shit and gets damaged well. because you know how shipping is. <laughs> you know how things get damaged in shipping. 
You know how yeah, they're just tossed true. around without care yeah. or concern of whatever is in the damn box. I don't know. I think it's time that everybody just moves on from this. Sure, it happened. We get it. Yeah. It was brought to light. Thank you for bringing that to light. Now we will look at possibly changing how we're doing things and do it a little bit differently because somebody got upset over it. Understood. Thank you very much for your time. Move on. Move on. And there we Is, go. Does this really need to consume your life? No, it doesn't. And there we go. On Turnbuckle Talk, we've literally spent the majority of a segment talking about trash bags. Garbage bags. Garbage bags. Yep. What do you got for breaking news, man? Do you have anything on the docket for yourself? I definitely do. What okay, do you got? so this is this is actually super exciting right now. Um, it has absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling, but I mm. am excited about this. Okay, because of the pandemic, <laughs> quote unquote pandemic that's been going on, um, we are going to be hopefully soon getting a new album from a band that has already written to what they have said, 10 songs. I'm really hoping that soon we get a brand new Metallica album. Um, I know Mighty Joe is probably hoping for Slipknot. I was hoping for like Weirdo uh, Yankovic or something. Oh, no. No, Metallica, <laughs> man. Metallica. A new Weird Al album. Come on, man. That would be awesome. I mean, it, 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 it could be, but um, yeah, I mean, Metallica, they, they say that they've actually written more than 10 songs. Interesting. That's an album right there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's been since 2016, since we've really gotten yeah. uh, minus uh, S&M 2, yeah. um, that we've really gotten an album from Metallica. Death and, Magnetic uh, was the last, no, it was... Uh, uh, no, there was another hardwired. one. Yeah, hardwired. Uh, yeah, yeah. De- Death Magnetic, I think, was really underrated. I enjoyed the hell out of that one. But, I did um, too, to be honest. Yeah. I've enjoyed everything from Metallica, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, like I really don't have very much more for breaking news when it comes to, uh, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> Weird Al, it definitely would <laughs> be say cool. It, just say it. It definitely would be. Yeah. Uh, would I be getting this excited about a Weird Al Yankovic uh, <laughs> album? No, probably yeah. not. Oh, man. It'd be great, no. though, because there's so much uh, new topical stuff that he could riff off of. I think it might, it's a Weird Al, if you're, you, for whatever weird reason you end up watching this, yeah, we would, I, I would love some new music. because uh, That's right. I mean, like Amish Paradise and that kind of stuff. Man, that's such classic. Living in the fridge. I mean, come on. I've talked so much that I need a uh, drink of our non-sponsored <laughs> Dr. Pepper. There you go. All right, man. Let us get to our match of the week. All right. So for match of the week segment here, the great debate, who goes first? Go ahead. Because right. I, I can guarantee you do not have this matchup as your match of the week. Well, because <laughs> this has happened before, like where I've gone like completely out of left field and you actually ended up picking the same thing. So we'll see. This would be really weird if it would happen. But uh, my match of the week is coming from the most recent episode of MLW Fusion. Okay. <laughs> and okay. we we're talking about the, the match the, for the, the middleweight championship between Leo Rush and Myron Reed. Um, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah, the second time. And uh, great, absolutely fantastic matchup. Myron Reed actually uh, winning that uh, championship. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, uh, without doing the actual research, which I probably should have, I believe that that is the first time that somebody has uh, won um, a championship twice for this company. That, I, I think so. I believe that they, they said that on there, which is a really cool accomplishment. So congratulations yeah. to Myron Reed. And this one is actually double prong because not only was this a really, really good match, but because this was at the end of the show, it was actually followed by something really cool too. They have been teasing the hell out of basically a return for Lucha Underground, what they're calling Azteca Underground. And we saw yes. Dario Cueto there, and they've been doing these segments at the end of the show. Um, July 10th is uh, what they've been saying for a return or at least a, a show. Um, now, whether it's going to be under the MLW umbrella or if it's essentially like what the deal is, the whole relationship, because, I mean, they've been promoting it a lot on here, which is great. I mean, it's months ahead of the time. I like, that, I like the long-term build here. Interesting. Very interested to see how this pans out. So not only a great match, but followed by a great segment to kind of hook and create some investment. Well done for MLW and Aztec Underground. I honestly love what they've been doing with Selena Del Renta mm-hmm. um, with this entire Aztec Underground that's been going on. Yep. When when they put the bag, the burlap sack that Mighty Joe thinks everybody's gear should be sent in, uh, when they put that over her head, and threw her into the uh, uh, the vehicle, and then you get to the point where you see a familiar setting of that dark room, yep. and you see that desk that's there, and then you hear that voice, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Really? And then it's interesting. And then just that that movement forward. Yeah. Into the light, and you see, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I marked out hard, dude. I yeah, was like, like, holy yeah. crap, this is freaking amazing. I almost yeah. swore. I almost said the <laughs> f word. I was like, this is freaking amazing. Because like, like he's hinting at, you know, he's making a new temple. And I mean, dude, that yeah. like, especially that initial, se- especially the first season. The first season of Lucha Underground, that was a genuine sensation. Uh, it oh, was yeah. it was wrestling presented in a very unique um, way. You know, with these really heavily produced um, Tarantino esque kind of uh, segments and whatnot. It had a really interesting feel, and they really kind of embraced the fact that it's a show. Yes. Right, they they they've it's completely in the opposite direction of like a like an MLW or a uh, which is interesting that because they're, they're they're partnered with MLW seemingly in New Japan where they really go right. with the sports like presentation with Aztec Underground or what was Lucha Underground they went completely in the other direction to where they you know this is like heavily storyline based stuff going on here so interesting I'm yeah. interested to see what what uh, becomes of it all it definitely is what do you got. My match of the week is coming from the latest episode of OVW Television. We are talking the Curtain Jerker matchup, which uh, was absolutely fantastic. For those of you that don't know, OVW uh, has their own heavyweight championship, which looks absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. I love that championship belt. But at the last, um, I guess they're uh, one of their big shows, pay-per-view, uh, there was some controversy that happened surrounding the matchup. So Al Snow had come out um, last week and it said that this week we were going to get a matchup to determine 
the rightful winner of the OVW Championship. So my match of the week is going to uh, Omar Amir versus Cash Flow. Nice. To start out the show for that OVW Championship. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube. I strongly suggest you go and watch it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Omar's you want to know who the winner is? Want to know who the winner is? Go watch Go and watch it. Yeah, go and watch it. Yeah, Omar's a star in the in the in the. Oh yeah, he's going to be somebody of significance. Whether like if OVW really blows up into like a full fledged like huge promotion, or or, or if he decides to go anywhere else, that 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 dude's going to be a star. I guess a little bit of breaking news that we can give. Um, As I as I heard on that latest episode of OVW Television. OVW is is kind of opening up shop in Kentucky, so they're actually Absolutely. making there is a Kentucky championship title that they're bringing in. Um, it doesn't look the greatest, but it's a Kentucky championship title. Um, no, it does not have any fried chicken on it. Okay, all you fat boys out there, uh, no, it that would have won not. me over, yeah. right? Um, but they're doing a thirty-two man tournament. For that championship. Nice. Go to ovwwrestling.com. You can see the brackets there of all the competitors that are involved with this matchup. And I think if you're quick enough with it, you might even be able to, if you're in the United States, get in on a little draft pool, I guess, that's really happening. If you can guess or be the closest to completing those brackets to down to the final winner of the entire tournament you're going to win 2500 bucks wow so Fantastic. yeah very cool go and check it out OV, ovwwrestling.com ovwwrestling.com <laughs> well you know what carl before we get to our showstopper segment since we were just talking about some ovw we got to play our little advertisement for OVW. Uh, let us hear from these guys, and then we'll be right back to do our showstopper segment for this week. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but... You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Price is so low, they're insane. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> so there we go from our friends over at OVW. And in case you missed it, for $4.99 a month, you can subscribe to some of the best professional wrestling around. For that price, you cannot go wrong at all. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. 
And if you guys are in Canada, download the Fight.TV app on whatever streaming service you have. Like, if you got a Roku, it's available on there. Or go to Fight.TV, F-I-T-E.TV. You can subscribe to OVW right there, as well as NWA is available on Fight.TV. So go and subscribe to those using the Fight.TV app which you can get on your mobile phone, you can get on your tablet, you can get on a smart television. It's all there. It's all there. And you will have access to some of the greatest professional wrestling today right at your fingertips. Absolutely, man. All right, let us get to our Showstopper segment. All right, so for our showstopper segment this week, I thought we would touch on a pretty cool one here. Uh, a relatively simple one, I guess, but uh, as soon as I saw this, I, I believe it may have been on WWE's website. And I think a lot of the places kind of picked it up here. And it was just them saying, essentially, you know, if you could change the outcome of a famous historical match that's happened, and this doesn't necessarily have to be limited to just WWE, but I have a feeling it likely will come from that because a lot of our favorite historical matches are just from WWE. It's just kind of the nature of the, the beast here. Yeah. Uh, what would that would be and what change we would make? Now, for, for me, like this one was like it was like an immediate choice, but oh, uh, really, yeah, it was an, an immediate choice. I, I knew exactly which one. Um, so I guess now we just have to decide. You want to go first? You want me to well, go? Well, go first? ahead. Yeah. If it was immediate for you, go ahead. Immediate. And so we're going to WrestleMania 30. We're talking The Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. For for me, okay. still, and I have stated this before. It's been a topic on the show before. I think more than a few times at this point that I really felt that the Undertaker's streak should have stayed intact. And even Vince himself, uh, I believe it was on the, the Stone Cold uh, podcast or show when it was like a, a WWE exclusive thing. He actually he actually sat down with Vince and they they, they, they talked about this this topic. And uh, Vince said that that uh, it was. Contrary to popular belief, Mark didn't make a, the Undertaker didn't make the choice. This was Vince making this call in an effort to put Brock over at this point. But yep. for for me, Brock was already over at this point. He, he always was, and, and and still is at this point. Even though he's not with the company, he's he he would be an instant draw if he decides to come back at any point. So I, I felt that, and maybe it was I don't know exactly the. Everything that went behind the scenes there, but I, I, I think that it no, it, sh- it should have stayed intact here. That I, I think Brock was already over. That you didn't have to sacrifice the streak to try and put him over more. For for me, just say I would have rather have seen that be you know like Ric Flair's uh, World uh, Championship, the number of reigns that's remained untouched. The Undertaker streak should have been something that remained untouched for his entire career, and. Uh, so that's what I would have changed. I would have had The Undertaker win over Brock Lesnar. For me, and when I saw this, that was my immediate pick, my immediate reaction. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Would you Interesting. Uh, would you agree with that, or would you have still done it the same? No, I I, I think I agree. I, yeah. I definitely would have kept the streak in, intact. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's, it's, it's so yeah. legendary, man. Like, when you actually look, like, when you Google it or Wikipedia, the actual streak, and you see, like, all the individuals, I mean, it's like, a, it's a who's who of not only WWE, a professional wrestling, right? So to right. Have, have just look at that and see it completely untainted, I mean, uh, untainted is, uh, is the right word, but just untouched, I think would have been the, the, the right move. But... 
can't change history, but if I were to be able to change history to go back to the future or to go back to the past, um, that's one th- big one. That's the main one I would go back and change. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, I agree. What do you I got? agree. I'm going back over 30 years here. That's how old we are, people. Over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Over <laughs> 30 years. Um, the body slam heard around the world. Mm. Okay. I, the company would have gone in a very different direction had Andre the Giant decided that Hulk Hogan was not going over in this matchup and that Andre the Giant would have actually won and been given that um, um, Andre 86 title uh, that you know, has become so famous now for never really being produced or brought onto television. Um, I, I, I think the landscape of the WWE, uh, WW World Wrestling Federation, because um, I don't want to get in trouble for saying those other three letters, um, it would have really drastically been changed and very, very different. As much as it pains me to say, I don't think that we would have a WWE like we have today if that had changed, if that Mm. had been different. Um, I don't think, and it's not a bad thing. I I don't think that we would have uh, as much of the entertainment that we have now today. I think we would still have a lot more professional wrestling had Andre the Giant decided that he was going over in that matchup and did not have Hulk Hogan body slam him to win that match. Uh, I just, I think I would have liked it maybe to have gone that way. Uh, There could have been a different way that we could have maybe brought Hulk Hogan in and not necessarily in, but brought him uh, to a higher standard. But yeah, for me, I, I, I wish, I wish that would have gone differently. It's an interesting topic because we could literally have an entire episode on this topic. And we have over yeah. with our, our Terminal Rewind show. In fact, it was our very first episode. And unlike the Undertaker and <clears throat> Brock Lesnar situation, this was Andre's call to make. Which, uh, yes. again, if you watch the HBO documentary of Andre the Giant, absolutely fantastic. Again, just to give them a plug on that. Um, an absolutely amazing scenario. The, the fact that going into the match... We, even the people behind the scenes didn't know Andre was the one that knew it was going to go on here, and I, I just I, I think that and I'm again I'm torn on this. You know, being a French Canadian descent, at that point in history, not just in professional wrestling, just in life, Andre was almost like a religious figure to French Canadians and French people at that point. And I'm not overstating that fact. Andre was like God. There were statues erected of Andre the Giant. Right? So. Yeah. But I also think that Andre knew that having Hulk Hogan be the, the guy to be the to be the man was the right yeah. move for the business going forward. Um, you know, it, it led to you know the, the, just the the, the the whole popularity uh, of it all. I, I think that and nothing against Andre because I, I, I don't like to say anything negative about Andre the Giant whatsoever. Still, yeah. one of my absolute favorites of all time. Uh, maybe like right below uh, Piper. But for the popularity of the business 
the move was to put it on Hulk Hogan. As much as I am not a Hulk Hogan fan, it was the right move to go forward. If it would have gone the other way, just like, and I'm, again, like you were trying to think about it, and I'm trying to think, like, what direction would not only the company, but would wrestling have gone from that point, especially in North America, we can only speculate. Um, right. It, it's interesting to think about it. And that's something that I would really have to sit down and really, really kind of think. And then there's something we can maybe explore in a future uh, showstopper segment. What would have happened had Andre won in that scenario? It's interesting, man. It's interesting. It definitely is. We have our watchers, listeners, and fans interacting with us as well. God, I love being able to say <laughs> that. Matt, coming in here, how about the Montreal screw job? I feel that match definitely could have gone differently. Um, I'm going to weigh in super quick on this, and then I'll let you, uh, Mighty Joe, weigh in on this. For myself, personally, I don't think that it really would have changed very much. I think the only thing that we really would have seen is that Bret Hart won, and then went to Monday Night Raw, relinquished the championship, and then left. Yeah. I think that that's really the only thing. And then we would have had a tournament to have another champion, and Shawn Michaels would have won that tournament. Yeah. Personally, I think that that's really the only thing that, uh, that, that, that would have come out of that situation being a little bit differently. Mighty Joe, what about you? Answer to Matt's question. Still to this day, this is still one of the hottest topics you can talk about. Oh, on yeah. wrestling podcasts or just talking to other people about wrestling, it, it's still something that it still ranks right near the near the top. Yeah, it's interesting because there there's still a lot of varying viewpoints on this. I mean, uh, if you watch the the Dark Side of the Ring episode, I believe it was Scott Hall who thinks that this was all part of what was supposed to happen. Uh, that uh, I mean. Brett should have known that the sharpshooter was going to happen and that that was going to end them. It just, dude, I mean, there, there's still Earl, uh, Earl Hebner's involvement. I mean, it, it's, there's a lot of layers and a lot going on with the, the Montreal screw job and everything kind of surrounding it. Um, oh yeah. Will we ever know 100% of everything that transpired? No. And, bit of a controversial take on this, potentially. I think it should stay that way. For the fact that not only does it give us something to talk about and speculate about, <laughs> but it, it helps still to keep some of the mystique of the business alive because we know right. so much about it, then so much of it gets exposed that we need to keep a bit of the mystique there. And this is something that, you know, we already know maybe a little too much. I don't want to know too much about it because th that, that's one of those things that still keeps some of the stuff somewhat interesting is not always knowing everything. And the Montreal yes. Screwjob is one of those things. Definitely. So there we go, man. Uh, a great topic. And I, and I do want to explore uh, the Andre the Giant situation again. Maybe not sure. next week, but at some point when I really can sit down and really think about it because it's a really, really interesting uh, scenario to know what could have potentially happened there because it's... Uh, you and I are both big Andre fans, and it would be uh, oh yes, interesting, interesting to see. It definitely would be. All right, man. Well, before we wrap here for this week, I'll make sure and uh, give you an opportunity to uh, plug our wonderful sponsors. Of course, we will start off with Phoenix at fnxfit.com. If you're into health food supplements and workout gear, go and check out our friends at fnxfit.com. Make sure that you're using our promo code TBTALKPOD where you're going to get 15% off your entire order. 
and we don't want to forget about our friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand. Yes, we have talked about them, and we will continue to talk about them all the time. Check out our friends at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Make sure you use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. You're going to get 10% off your entire purchase, whether that is brand new or clearanced merchandise, one thing or 10 things, you're going to get 10% off that entire purchase. So go and check them out, colorandelbowbrand.com. And for Terminal Rewind this week, coming over our, our friends over at Love Wrestling. Carl and I have a really interesting one coming up for this week, uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, just to make everybody aware that uh, we come in on Wednesday, that's going to be our new normal time slot. Uh, we're going back to 2002 with NWA slash TNA. Listen to this. AJ Styles versus Loki versus Jerry Lynn versus Psychosis for, I believe it was for originally called the X Championship. Uh, Dude, like I'm actually, I have never seen this match yet and uh, looking forward to talking about it. I'm actually going to probably watch it just before we record this baby because I want to be going into it fresh with a, with a whole, with a, with a fresh take on it. I'm excited to talk about it. And and I know that uh, people are going to, want to tune in this one it's gonna be fun oh yeah yeah it is gonna be super fun just the the names alone that yeah. are in there i yeah. mean yeah aj styles i've seen him wrestle live low-key i've seen him wrestle live psychosis uh i've met and Very seen cool. him wrestle live um yeah christopher daniels i have seen wrestle live on the chris jericho cruise yeah. um absolutely fantastic i've seen all four of these men at different points of their careers in action and now to see them all together at once for the X Championship, this is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will see you guys on the next one. that all to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have weekly content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Run.